the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Social Peta is the world's leading advertisement, creative spy, and analysis platform dedicated to offering top ad creatives and marketing strategies for both advertisers and publishers. Serving as an essential ad and marketing intelligence platform, Social Peta focuses on ad intelligence, cost intelligence, super important, and ad creatives. They have over 200 enterprise clients, including the big guys, Google, Supercell, FunPlus, and so many more. Go check them out. It is socialpeta.com. That, once again, is socialpeta, like a pet, peta. Check ASO is an analytical ASO platform that provides you with up-to-date data on keywords, competitors, ratings, and reviews. It also grades your ASO level and gives you custom tips on how to improve it. This way, you can increase your app page visibility, organic traffic, and installs with every update. Try it now for free for seven days at checkaso.io. That once again is checkaso.io. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content related to growing your app downloads and your revenue. Today, I've got a phenomenal guest all the way in Israel. His name is Ben Eichel. He is the director of marketing at Gliding Deer, makers of the hit game Bingo Drive. We're going to talk all about improving your KPIs to help your marketing performance. Too many times I think, Ben, you might agree with this or you might disagree, so feel free. But I think we focus too much on growth and we don't focus more on the key, on the key, key performance indicators before we're thinking like, oh no, we just need to spend more money on marketing instead of improving all these other things. That is correct, Steve. First of all, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm glad uh, you're taking the time to to interview me and maybe give me the chance to share some of my insights and, uh, and experience in regards yeah. to mobile marketing. Well, yeah. I have to dig uh, in. Like, what is the first KPI that you focus on when you're, I know with big game publishers, you guys do a lot of soft launches, kind of test out different markets, different things. What's the first thing that you're looking at, Ben? Um, initially, we'd be looking at um, um, really early events just to make sure we don't have any technical issues that prevent the users to continue down the funnel and you know fully converting to becoming purchases one day so for instance for instance we in our game we have uh you can play the first game like within 20 to 30 seconds so we have an event for finishing the first game so we we map all the initial events that occur in the first time user experience and that way we know we just prevent bugs from occurring and if they do occur they surface up really fast uh, besides that, you know, obviously we'll be looking at uh, we'll be looking at uh, early conversions. So it would be day zero, day one conversions, and obviously retention, just to make sure the user like our game and they're returning after they install the game. From a first-time user experience perspective, what have you seen work? Is it just like having the user experience the game a little bit? I know it probably depends on the game itself, but we've seen ones where it's just like you throw it like very casual games with Voodoo. You just throw them into the game and kind of let them figure out. And it's a little slide mechanic. What have you seen work from your, your end? So obviously, just like you mentioned, it differs from game to game and the actual genre your game, your game is. But uh, for instance, in the social casino world, 
there are a lot of aspects, aspects that you need to teach the user. So you need to find the, the balance between showing the user what's, what's, what's going on in the game and you don't want to be uh, too massive with the amount of uh, you know, information you give to the user. So it's, it's a lot of testing and obviously you need to find the, the sweet spot between the, the amount of messages and the amount of information to the fact that you want to show him what your game is all about. What are you testing on your end when you're like, all right, here, let's try these different first-time user experience. Is it how many people go through? Is it how many people come back the next day? What's your, what are you looking for as like the winner of a first-time user experience? So, so it depends. I mean, uh, we have all these re retention mechanisms to make the user return the day after install. So you install the game today and we tell you come back tomorrow and you get uh, times to uh, credits or something like this. But um, besides that, obviously, we want to make sure that you play a lot within, uh, within your first session. So some kind of uh, quests can tell you, okay, if you achieve five bingos in the next 30 minutes, you're going to get this and that. So mm. it depends. There are all kinds of testing methodologies you can uh, give to the first-time user experience. And obviously, the amount of data and there is in the first-time user experience is, is, uh, is a lot higher, higher than you know, down the funnel uh, uh, events. So it's really important to have a lot of testing within the first-time user experience because you can get results really fast and uh, significant statistics for, for these kind of tests can, you know, you can achieve that in, within a day or two because the, the, all of the installs are coming in the first time user experience. So it's, it's like the perfect uh, place to, to position those tests. Yeah, and we, we kind of talked about this in another video in the past interview too, where there are different mechanisms that you can have in place to bring users back. So you kind of mentioned one of them, like come back tomorrow, you get more credits and double the credits. What other things really drive that day one retention rate? So first of all, your game needs to be good. You need to attract the users. And, and if you do that in, in means of you know, the actual user experience, make sure your game is fun. No bugs, you know, that's, that's the basics to try and make your users return. Uh, we spoke about all about these uh, retention mechanisms that, uh, you know, will drive the users to come back the day after. Um, there are a lot of more things you can do. You can, uh, you know, uh, some kind of events that occur on specific days, happy hours, weekend sagas, all these kind of things that, you know, kind of, okay, today you're playing this, but tomorrow there's a big event opening. You should come back tomorrow and see what's going on. I see. I like that. What's, what have you guys found to be the most effective out of that? So um, this is something that is actually performing pretty good for all social casino games. It's basically a retention mechanism that you know, uh, increases the more, the more you mature in the game. So for the first day, you get times two credits. Th the third day, you get times three. And then on the seventh day, we create like a big mega prize, times 50 oh. or something like this. Oh. And, and that way, we can make you retain in the game for much longer. And you know, not even looking at day two or looking at day seven, day 14, just to make sure you come back to the game, you know? Yeah. And then I've seen this before too, and you guys, I don't know if you guys utilize this, but the calendar, like where it sort of- That's right. Yeah. That's right. Sort of says like exactly what you're going to get too. That's right. And, and you know, we're highlighting the, the day seven or day 14 or whatever day you choose to make sure that if you come back throughout all of these days, you're going to get, you know, the seven day, a big mega prize. I love it. And then I think the, it seems like the big one because you know, day seven is like the key one. And I think this is what I've heard from others too. Day seven is like, Hey, you have seven days. And the fact that you're making it so huge, like a 50 time bonus is a huge driver to get people coming back. 
For sure, for sure. I mean, obviously our main goal is to improve marketing performance that we initially spoke about. And in order to do that, the basics need to be good retention numbers. So we start out with a good retention number and then we continue to, you know, uh, a sequence of improved offers. So if we give you on the first day an offer, you don't buy, we can improve that on the second and third day. And we can make sure that on the seventh day, you can get something even a lot bigger. Are you guys doing anything on the monetization side to get them? I know starter packs are pretty popular for other types of genres of games. What are you guys trying to do within that seven day window to get people to start purchasing things? So we have some kind of a conversion sequence. So that's, that's the way I like to call it. So on like the it. first day you're getting an offer and um, it's like a 24 hour countdown. And then if you don't buy it, um, we're giving you a day later, uh, an improved offer. And then if you don't buy that, we're giving you another improved offer. So basically uh, for us, it's, I don't know, uh, it's free to, to try and convert you because there's like a, some kind of psychological effect um, in the second you become a player that it's a lot easier for you to, to make the second and third purchase. So for us, it's free to give you an improved offer, a sequence of improved offers. And, uh, and once you become a pair, you're in the funnel. So we're good. What did you call it? Offer sequence? What was the first word? Conversion sequence. That's what I thought. That's okay, the I way I down. Convergency yeah. goods. I love That's it. That's the way I call it. I don't know. Perhaps people in other, in other games. People call it like down funnels or anything like that, but I love the conversion sequence. Once you said sequence, I was like, Ben, I'm in, man. Like, this, <laughs> is it. this is the way to do it, man. Hey, when you're talking about day seven, two, like retention, like, are you guys using push notifications? Like, how do you make sure that people come in? Is the calendar enough? Like, is there anything else to make sure that, all right, I have a seven day window to make sure you're going to stick around. I need to like, is it just push notifications? Um, basically, we have push notifications, we have emails, we have in-game messages that, you know, uh, we have our data science team that are creating a prediction model, a churn prediction model. So um, if you come back on the sixth day and our prediction model tells us, okay, this guy's not going to come back tomorrow, I can offer you either like an in-game uh, pop-up with like some kind of reward, come back tomorrow and get this and that, or uh. I can send you a push notification or I can send you an email with some kind of nice reward just based on the churn prediction model that's like, okay, this guy's not gonna come back. You gotta do something to make it come back. Wow. What kind of tools are you guys using to kind of like put these per people into when you know they're not gonna come back? So just like you mentioned, we have push notifications. Um, you know, it's I mean, all like, is there any SDK that you're using? Like, no, it's all analytics. Oh, obviously we're using um, AppSpire as an attribution tool, but okay. um, in, in order to be able to identify these users, these are all internal tools that we develop ourselves. Wow, man, fancy. See, I love about this. Hey, Ben, I want to talk about one thing because you said, you know, you got to first make sure your game is fun. And, you know, I talk to a lot of game developers, a lot of small ones too, who are like, hey, take a look at my game. I don't, I don't have any downloads. How do you tell them? Like, is there a you seem like a numbers guy. Is there a more quantitative way of saying this game is fun? Because everybody thinks their game is fun. That's why I yeah. want to like, your game might not be of fun. Course. Here's some numbers to prove it. Of course, that's right. If your game is fun, I want to see the numbers and I want to see in the numbers they're fun. So basically besides, uh, besides retention, I would probably look at the number of sessions per day. That's also a KPI uh, we like to look at. And besides that session length, because if you play 10 times a day and your, session, your average session length is around 10 seconds, then your game is not fun. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're playing 10 times a day on average and each session is like, 20, 30 minutes, then okay, there's something in this game. And do you attribute that to the gameplay itself or do you like, hey, maybe it's the first time user experience. Like when do you feel like, okay, this game is not fun. You know, we've optimized the first time user experience. Let's just say we tried this, something different. It's just not a good gameplay. When do you kind of decide that this is not worth investing anymore? 
basically, if you know day two retention is is really low, then you you can identify that you're you're doing something wrong. So basically, day two retention is I'd say it's probably like the 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 last KPI that we'd be looking at in, in terms of you know early early KPIs. Is there a number that you try to hit with the day two retention? Like if it doesn't go under, if it goes under this if, threshold? If it's anywhere between 40 to 50%, you know, it also depends on the actual gender of, of your sure. game, but anywhere between 40 and 50%, you're, you're in a good place. I like it. All right. Now, next thing I want to talk about is you're talking about the effectiveness of the marketing creative team to ensure maximum results and minimum effort. What do you mean by that? So basically, um, you know, uh, when you have big budgets, um, the, the, the time windows between uh, each each uh, creative refresh they 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 shorten and you need the amount of creative you need is getting bigger and bigger the budget the more your budget increases so it's really really important to be super effective with with your creative team's work because if they you know they put a lot of effort into one video it takes like three weeks and then after three weeks you are really thirsty for for another creative and that creative does before you're like in a problem mm. but so the the best the, what I like to tell my team is Okay, let's create some kind of template. For instance, in our game, we have uh, we have a lot of puzzles. So we're, uh, we've created the template. There's a bit of bingo play that, that uh, uh, sorry, uh, a bit of uh, gameplay where it all comes up to one puzzle, and the puzzle gets like a, a major a major place in the video. And once we created that template, we can throw in different kind of puzzles. The whole video looks totally different, and the effort is minimal because once we created that template, we can create thousands. Of videos real quick yeah you know I've, i found that creative optimization is like the number one thing when especially when you have a big budget it's it's just that like how do you create what other things have you guys done to sort of streamline and maximum like put as much things into place so that you can just start pumping out events for creatives first of all um it's really important to look at what your competitors are doing and if, if you're seeing um that they're using one creative or one sort of creative that is performing well, then it might be a good idea to give it a shot. But uh, besides that, you have to be innovative all the time and make sure you, you show to the users what differentiates your game because there are a lot of bingo games out there and you want to, you're going to tell them, okay, I know, you, I know you're playing all these other bingo games, but come play mine because of this and that. So for instance, um, our IP in the game is all the drive thing and the cars and the customization. So um, we figured out that once we give that like a major place in our creative, that really performs well. I know one of the the past guests I've heard is fail videos. He found that it was a motorcycle type of game, and he's like, some junior QA guy was like, "Hey, what about fail type of videos?" And so they ran a test on that, and it just, that one tend to work. When you're saying that, hey, creative, 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 it seems like because targeting is sort of like already done, right? Like it's like that's the one thing that you have to optimize from. And are you guys doing anything from like an ad text perspective or it's just like video, 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 everything's all about video? Um, obviously like, you know, most of the games, uh, video is getting uh, the majority of the traffic, but you know, I tend to tell my team every once in a while, let's try uh, static images because I don't know, there may be some kind of new placement that's performing for static images. So um, it's always really important to go back and, tr and give another shot to what failed in the past and try to fail again. One thing I want to talk to you about, Ben, too, is a couple of things come to mind. One is the ASO perspective, like the App Store page presence. Are you guys doing any testing on that or are you just more focused on like the marketing, the creative side of things? We're, we're doing some, some, some testing uh, in the creative side on, on, uh, 
on ASO, especially in Google Play, that you know it, it enables you to do some testing on, on on your screenshots. So it's always good to put something out there, zero effort, and you might get a nice improvement. Uh, besides that, it's always important to monitor keywords and see maybe there's some new competitor um, that is out there that is important to to add as keyword or maybe some kind of new trends that are important to to make sure you're you're onto. So it's it's always good to keep an eye. And besides that, uh, you know, the more your budget increases, the more your organic uh, traffic increases and your rankings improve. So it's always important to keep an eye on that. Yeah, it's almost like you have a foundation in place and just keep it in touch. But then, like, all right, hey, we're going to spend a lot of money. Like, this is where our focus is. It seems like the bigger companies, like their focus is more on the ad spend side, optimizing the ad spend rather than like the ASO, which you know they they keep an eye on it. It's not like it's a they forget about it, but it's also, it seems like I want to talk to the audience out there. Like, it seems like the bigger companies are more focused on the app side optimization rather than keyword optimizations, things like that. Um, I tend to agree basically, uh, yeah. because it, it's, it's much easier to, to measure your, your performance on, on the paid marketing side. ASO is a bit of a black box. Um, but, uh, but you know, a, a success on ASO could be something huge that you can never find on, Paid advertising, so it's always good to keep an eye there and try things out there. Hey, one question I got from the audience was ad mob, and that's very specific, but I, I that's why I like the podcast because I'm like, I don't know what the right answer is. But he's like, hey, is ad mob a good sort of channel for growth for mobile growth? Obviously, we can use it to have banners and ads and all that stuff, but is it a good channel for growth too? Um, ad mob, I is more of a platform that you want to display ads in as, as a publisher if you want to be on the on the on, on the advertising side so i'm guessing they're referring to uh, google uec campaigns um because adblock is more of a platform to as a publisher if you want to be on the advertising side the the, the platform you buy media from would be google which is uh google ads I mean. so and, and the, the the one campaign that uh, that enables you to run traffic for for your app would be Google universal app campaigns. Got it. So is it a good chat? Like, you know, back, I think it was last year where we were talking a lot about Google UAC being a great platform and people focusing on it, maybe taking some of their Facebook ads side. What have you guys seen on Google UAC? Google UAC is a great, great uh, platform. It's, it's been performing uh, really good for us, um, especially uh, a few months ago where we saw really good performance there. Um, when you just think about it, you know, in, in a simple way, the amount of inventory Google has is almost endless. So there's no reason for the campaigns not to work. Um, so the only thing you need to know is, is if you're launching your first campaign, be sure that you have patience because it takes time for the algorithm, the algorithm to learn. So if you have that patience and you have that budget, uh, go for it. But if you, you have your budget constraints and you can't just spend 30 grand and not see a 100% ROI, then I'd be telling you, okay, listen, it's not a good time for you. Then what would you recommend? Facebook then? Facebook is, 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 is better for, for the short-term performance. And Google, if you, you're running for, for the long-term, be, might be better. So, uh, so, yeah. Are you able to still optimize for those creatives during Google UAC? Like, are you doing as much or is that more on the Facebook side of things? And Google, I know with UAC, you kind of give them a set things and then they kind of figure out what works. Are you guys still throwing a lot of creatives at Google UAC too? Yeah, but even there you can optimize because um, you can um, um, add uh, creatives according to specific themes and add, you know, make sure they're all grouped in, in specific ad groups. So okay. if tomorrow is, a, is Christmas and 
I want to upload uh, natives in the theme of Christmas, I can throw all those into one ad group. And then that way I can measure performance according to themes or whatever I choose. So um, optimization is for sure um, there too. The next thing I want to move on to is one thing that was working for you guys since the coronavirus hit, you guys in actually increased your budget on that. Did you guys wait or were you guys early on that? What was the sort of the strategy behind that? Um, to be honest, we're, we're a bit early on this. Um, and, but early, I mean that we were able to take full advantage of, of, the, of the drop in CPMs because, you know, just by thinking of the industry and what happened, you know, all the travel and all the sports betting, um, there was like a, a big vacuum of advertisers that were just not there. So, you know, common sense just made us think, okay, the CPMs are going to drop and we just increased our budget significantly and that paid off for sure especially during the months of March and April. Did that just, was that just a company thing? Cause it's like, it's almost like we've seen the, the stats now, you know, a few months into it where it's like the gaming companies are going crazy, but was it just your guys' instincts or was it just company wide? Hey, we're going to be a little bit more aggressive. The company is going, if the, the market's going this way, we're going to expect that it's going to, we're going to go this way because obviously the CPMs are going to go down. We, we, we as a company like to take risks and um, it's important. It's not just the coronavirus that, you know, made us come to the decision to take risks. I tell my team all the time, take as many risks as you can. Let's fail as many as we can because one success could be worth a thousand times all the failures you just made. So it's, um, it's I would say some kind of, a, you know, a, a company strategy to take those risks and, and hope, you know, hopefully some, some, some of them will fail. Yeah, I like that. And I know you kind of talked about having this mentality that fail as fast as you can, fail as much as you can, and being diverse as much as possible with that. What do you mean by diverse? Like, is it just, yeah, what do you mean by that? So, um, I, I, for instance, Facebook, you know, it gives you the ability to do tons of different things within the settings and the targeting and all these kind of things. And by diversification, I'm saying, okay, let's, you know, let's try an app installs campaign and, and let's see if that brings growth. So if you do that today, I don't expect you to do that tomorrow because we just did that. But I do expect you to give that another shot in another six months. Mm. And besides that, there are tons of things to, to test. We spoke about uh, static images. Um, just, you know, don't take anything for granted. Try everything that, you know, the ads manager enables you to do. And just, you know, one success could be worth all of it. As a manager, how do you push your team to keep driving, keep pushing the envelope on that? I, just like you said, fail as much as you can. Make sure you don't fail. You, you don't make the same mistakes. I'm good with mistakes. I'm happy with mistakes as long as they don't, they don't repeat. I, I ask because, you know, I, I tell my team the same thing. Like, hey, let's do it. If it's small enough or it's not going to kill us, like, let's try different things. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to be like, well, that didn't work. But then, you know, sometimes they're just so afraid of actually moving forward. So I didn't know if there's like a weekly meeting that you put in place. Hey, what are some new ideas? Let's put this through. What are you doing to make sure that your team is always constantly thinking about the next thing to test, the next thing to do? You know, they're in the day-to-day -day work, they, they all have their tasks and uh, you know, their mindset is really on their specific tasks and they don't have the time to just, you know, stop and take innovation. So... You know, I tend to tell them every once a week or so, guys, let's be innovative. Give me something innovation. Let's try a new creative. Um, you were talking about the, the failed videos. We gave that a shot with, with like a whole different uh, uh, creative that we gave a shot. We failed, but I was more than happy that we gave the shot, you know, because uh, next week we're going to try something. It's going to pay off big time.
Hey, Ben, because the audience is also composed of a lot of indie developers, indie studios who may not have a huge budget, what would you say to them? Like what, because I love that we have this podcast because I get to talk to the indies and to the big developers like yourselves. What, would, what kind of advice would you tell them? Um, if we're talking about the, the amount of risks you're taking, then, um, then obviously uh, the indie developers, they don't have big budgets. So indie developers, I, I, I would just try every source out there. I mean, small budget and just look for that potential. And once you find it, try and gradually uh, grow that budget and, and see how that goes. But don't go straight to Facebook because, you know, uh, uh, obviously it performs for everyone. And, and because of that, the, the competition is going to be big. But just try, try, and try. You know, I would test any source out there with a small budget and, and try to look for that potential. Is there one that you're kind of focused on that you can let, let us in on a little secret? What Pinterest? I don't know. I'm just throwing out different things here. Uh, in, in some of the sources, uh, I'd be happy not to share at the moment. Maybe, <laughs> maybe in a month or two, we'll have some success story. Then, you know, I don't see. You know, and I also think the... You tell me if I'm off base on this, but I also think that with indie game developers, they see a success and they're like, hey, let's try to create something very similar to it without really adapting and innovating on it. So I always say like, you know, is there a core gameplay that like bingo, for example, that you can use that you know has high retention, a match three game, for example, there's high retention mechanics in there and then build on top of it and kind of innovate that way, whether it's putting driving in or whatever other mechanism that you can build on top of it. But like the, the very essence of the get core gameplay, you know, is going to work. I think the, the, the main thing to, to keep in mind, um, if we're focusing on retention and we want to drive the, uh, we want to maximize the amount of traffic we're bringing in. It's kind of finding the sweet spot between, uh, um, gameplay videos that show, you know, like 100% screen records from the game. And then on the other side of it, you know, they're like, blasting and, and super, super nice uh, creatives that just drive a high CTR. So if you manage to find a sweet spot within these two, you're able to bring a lot of traffic and they know what, what the game is all about because they showed them also, you know, gameplay within the video. So you bring a lot of traffic, you manage to, you know, uh, decrease prices on, on, on these installs and you're, you also manage to bring quality traffic that, you know, we retain after the install. Awesome, man. Well, anything I missed that you want to make sure we cover? Um, nothing in specific, no. Cool. All right. Well, Ben, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. So besides Bingo Drive, what's other, what's another app that we should definitely check out? So the app is, um, No Humanity. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it. No. I was introduced, introduced to this game by, by a friend and this game was totally addictive. Uh, we just played this game in the office for hours. Everyone was just super, super competitive and, um, you basically have to survive um, like the longest. So it's super, super addictive. You can play either five seconds or you can play either 50 seconds. But once you break that record, you're like super, super happy and you know, show it to everyone in the office. So it's like super competitive, great fun. And it's I not a social game, is it? No, no, you just okay. play with yourself. That's awesome. What's a lesson that took you the longest to learn? Um, I think that, you know, in my, my, my previous company, the game was a bit different and it, it took me a bit of time to understand those KPIs and how they differ from a game to game because some games monetize, monetize really early and some games monetize later. Um, so it, it's important that when you start buying the media, know what to expect. 
try and measure the data before you launch losing those first campaigns. And so you know better what to expect. I love it, man. All right. The website is gliding deer, super easy to spell glidingdeer.com. The app that you guys should check out. One of the big popular ones is bingo drive. I'll link all that into the show notes as well. Ben, if the audience wants to follow up with you and say, thank you for coming on, where would they go? They are more than welcome to come to my LinkedIn and show me their appreciation. <laughs> I love it. All right. I'm going to link up Ben's name to his LinkedIn profile as well. So as you're listening to this, you're going to reach out to him on LinkedIn. Just tap on his name and you'll go straight to his LinkedIn. Ben, thank you so much for coming on and doing this, man. Thank you, Steve. It was a pleasure. Thank you all for listening. And I'll see you on the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.